Mind Your Farm Business on realagriculture.com is brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. Welcome to the Mind Your Farm Business podcast brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. I'm Sean Haney, founder of realagriculture.com and host of Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM. You can find more episodes of this podcast by going to mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Today's topic on the Mind Your Farm Business podcast is all about chronic stress and trauma. It's a real heavy topic that may drag out some old things that you personally have never dealt with. That's okay. You're human. Farming and ranching is not easy. Family business can be challenging. Historically, stuff doesn't get dealt with. Chronic stress and trauma can be debilitating and lead to deeper issues that lead to poor decisions and behaviors. Today's guest on the Mind Your Farm Business podcast is Lauren Van Uick of Wellspring Counseling Services. Lauren has been working in the private and public mental health field since 2013. She specializes in childhood trauma, attachment and anxiety, as well as marriage counseling and individual therapy. As she says on her website, life is full of rough spots and points of beauty in our journey. Allow me to help you get through the tough spots so you can enjoy the beauty. Let's get to my conversation with Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. Thank you, Sean. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. And a special thank you to your sponsor, RBC. Thrilled that RBC has the vision and mission for this. Yeah, it, this is an important topic. Like a lot of times in the Mind Your Farm Business podcast, we talk about, you know, debits and credits and tax planning, succession, it, all those kinds of things that get wrapped up into mind, you know, into managing a farm business. But today we're going to talk about a topic that can can really derail all of that. And it has to do with, you know, mental health, it has to do with stress, it has to do with how you manage that. We can't erase stress, but we, we can definitely do things to help ourselves deal with it. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. One of the things that we work with farmers is learning to focus on what we can control, not on what we can't control. Um, you know, farmers deal in a world of, of, of uncontrol. We can't control the weather. We can't control uh, commodity prices, and we can't control some of the regulations and policy. But when we focus on what we can control, it it puts power back into the into the hands of the farmer, which is an important place for it to be. Yeah, and you know, I think 2021 is an example of where there's there's been a lot of stress. Now, there there are really good crop growing pockets this year. It just so happens Ontario is an example of, of one where yeah. where you are based. But, you know, uh, in northern Ontario, uh, it has had some drought conditions. B.C. has had fires, ranchers, you know, trying to move cattle to higher ground. Of course, on the prairies, you know, crop, crop conditions terrible because of the drought, pasture land, people having to sell off their, their cows, which is a, like a multi-year decision and creating, you know, real, real impacts for for the family ranch or, or family farm. Some of, like you said, some of this is in our control. Some of it is, is well, actually most of it is not because it's the weather. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so, it's just, the, the stress just feels so tangible and real. Mm, it does. It does. The You know, one of the interesting things that um, is really important for us to understand is the impact of chronic stress. 
And this is something the farmers that I work with, what I see is they experience stress over a chronic period of time. That means that there's very little relief from the stress. They just feel like there's something around the corner, no matter what they accomplish. The problem with that is if we're not um, advocates for our own wellness, meaning we don't ensure that we release this hormone called cortisol. Okay, so cortisol is produced in our bodies. It's the stress hormone. And what happens is it builds up. And when it builds up, farmers get to a place where it switches to feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. And with the farmers I work with, what I notice is it's a pretty quick flip. So that looks like, um, you know, somebody who looks at a farmer and says, well, they're doing well, they're functioning, they're able to farm well. Uh, but then this, this, they reach this limit where this chronic cortisol has built up. And so uh, farmers are actually 68% more likely to experience chronic stress than the average population, 68%. That's a huge number. Um, and yet we're not very good at, at releasing that cortisol. So that's an area that we have to actively work. What, what you just described there about chronic stress reminds me, because uh, I love sports, I love sports analogies sure. and, and the brain is a muscle, right? And, and so you, you compare it to sports. So athletes have off seasons. Well, well why do they have an mm-hmm. off season? Well, it, it's to, to rest and, 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 you know, build back their, their, their strength after a long season, you know, refresh themselves so that you know, it's, it's not year round. Very few sports are actually, if, if any, are really year round. And if mm-hmm. you, if, if you do push yourself too much, all of a sudden, everything seems fine, everything's good, and then boom, there's an injury, right? And, and this is ex- sort of exactly what you were just talking about from a stress component. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the important message there is that when we experience injury, there's a process for healing, right? We tend to think, sometimes we tend to think, oh, there's no way back. There is a way back. But there's a period of time, there's a, there's a learning of skills to ensure that we come to this place where we can build resilience, build confidence back in ourselves and address the stress um, so that it doesn't become this limiting, this limiting factor uh, in our careers, in our life, in our, in our personal white life, as well as the farm. So is, is it a case of learning how to deal with that adversity or is it a case of we're, we're trying to build our tolerance to deal with that stress level? So it's, it's actually both. The interesting thing is research shows that, yes, we, we, there's ways that we can build resilience. It's, it's an important strategy. It's something that we actually want to start teaching children at a young age, right? We, we can build it. There's also a portion where we recognize that our life doesn't have to um, just kind of carry on the way it always has. We can make some actual structural changes to it, um, so that so there's actually some some benefits to both. Does that make sense? It, it does. Yeah, very very much. Uh, now, when, when we think about these levels of stress, um, you know, there, there's the look forward stress of what could potentially happen, and now and now some of this stuff is out of our control, like we've talked about. But, you know, a lot of times when I, ha- I think about my own business or I, I talk to farmers about what's going on in theirs, there, there tends to be a, a lot of times stress about the hindsight, 
right? Mm. Things mm. that you know, maybe decisions that we made at the time we thought were good turned out to be you know somewhat regrettable, and it, it creates this like anxiety around things that have already happened in the past instead of what's actually potentially going to happen in the future. It, like th- that can be difficult too. So again, not to flip on statistics here, but interesting because almost three out of five farmers meet the classification for anxiety. That was done in a study by University of Guelph back in 2016. That's not including the impact of COVID. So three out of five farmers, and when I say meet the classification, that doesn't mean that they just feel anxious one moment. In order to meet the classification, there's a number of boxes within a specific period of time an individual would have to check. Okay, so now anxiety is future-based. Now, like you said, anxiety is either working in the future or it's condemning us from the past. But we tend to think of anxiety as this acceptable thing because it motivates us to do well. There's actually some truth to that. Anxiety does serve a function, but when anxiety gets out of control, that's when it causes a problem. It likes to be in the driver's seat. It's very much like a bully. And I talk about it in the third person almost, kind of take it outside of ourselves because that's how we target it. When we think about anxiety as something inside of ourselves, well, it's harder to target it against ourselves. It's really like that, you know, devil that sits on your shoulder and the angel on the other. Well, anxiety is very much like the the unhelpful one sitting on your shoulder, telling you you made a bad mistake, telling you you're no good, telling you you're a failure, telling you it's gonna repeat itself and in the future, you're never gonna be successful. That's what anxiety does. So it's really important that we start to focus on the here and now. Some of the ways we do that is I teach um, farmers grounding exercises, like very practical things to force ourselves to be in the present moment. Because all too often, we're either thinking about the past or the future when really our attention is intended for this moment in time. We'll get back to the rest of our episode of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor, RBC Royal Bank. This episode of Mind Your Farm Business Podcast is brought to you by RBC. When you're running an operation, all risks can't be avoided, but many can be managed or mitigated. Dealing with uncertainty head-on means you can rest easier knowing you're in control. Set your farm business up for success with a sound risk management strategy. Visit rbc.com slash risk management and speak with an agriculture account manager near you. Because we all know, I think history has shown that adversity can be good. Right. It, absolutely. It, it builds, it builds experience. Yeah. Perseverance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is the line of where that becomes too much? Is that, is that, I, I guess that line's different for everybody based on our personalities and our coping mechanisms. Is that, is that fair? Absolutely. Like it can be, so it certainly can be different for everybody. Interesting when we, when we talk about trauma and I I don't mean to kind of jump from anxiety to trauma, but often they can be related. What's the Um, difference before you go? What's the difference between those two? Okay. So anxiety is the feeling of worry. It can be a dread. We feel it very much in our bodies. Um, Trauma is an event or a category of event, a long-term experience that causes us to feel anxious. Mm. So anxiety is the the feeling we have, the trauma, it can be the root issue as to why we experience anxiety. One of the interesting ways I explain it is it's kind of on this continuum. So lots of people we experience, so everybody experiences anxiety. And often in the talks that I, I do with the, the Do More Ag Foundation, with the talk, ask, listen, I will ask people things like, okay, who has anxiety? 
And really, let's all put up our hands because if we didn't, we wouldn't buckle seatbelts. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't go the speed limit. We all have a level of anxiety. When it gets out of control and it's too much in the driver's seat, that's when we have a bit of a problem. When we talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder or trauma, that means that we experience anxiety to a greater degree and it's linked to experience. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, farmers often do experience PTSD. We tend to just sweep it under the rug uh, because as farmers, we're fixers by nature. We don't really, you know, we're tough. Ha, ha, ha. But one of the interesting things that we know is as farmers, we're engaged in our community. If you look at people who are volunteer firefighters, they generally are first or second generation uh, from the farm. So either they're living the farm life or they're, you know, the first or second generation off the farm life kind of thing. So very closely tied to their community, very closely tied to their farm. But when you're a volunteer firefighter and you're called to action, you're not working on somebody you don't know. You're trying to save the life of your neighbor. You're trying to save the life of your buddy's child, you know? And so, so one of the things we know is those farmers that are volunteer firefighters, they're more likely to experience situations like PTSD. I think of my grandfather, uh, farm through the thirties that, mm. that, that, that gave him PTSD. Like he lit, like as if you <laughs> probably look back, it, it ruined him the rest of his life from like how he made decisions. Like, or, or, yeah. you know, you hear people talk about what happened in the eighties with interest rates. Yeah. There was also and a they bad lost dr- their farms. Yes. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, that stuff is, that, that is, that is so really, so, and, and I think about some of the ranchers today, you know, this very moment, having to make a decision on whether or not they have enough feed to get through the winter with their cows. Do they have to cull a greater portion of their herd than they could ever imagine? What does that mean from an income, you know, family income standpoint for the next two to three years? Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's trauma. It, it is. And, and it's too, we, we treat it too easily. We tend to think, when we think about PTSD, you know, we tend to think, oh, that's just somebody, something that happened to somebody in the war. But let me just speak to those farmers that are experiencing that right now. You know, this is an incredibly trying time for you. And uh, while you're not alone, because many other farmers are facing that situation, your situation is unique. We all experience a uniqueness when catastrophe function, you know, falls on us. And when you think about, you just mentioned succession planning, that sort of thing. People have developed succession plans and those succession plans are quite frankly out the door right now, simply because this farms are having to completely reorganize their production, their vision for the future, their resources and their development, right? There's contracts that are not filled. There's, there's a lot of stress that goes with this trauma. And so, um, you know, I encourage you for those people that are, that are in that place, it's okay to reach out. It's okay to say, I don't know what I'm going to do. One of the things that we know is we, when we take something that's kind of hidden in the dark and we bring it out to the light, right? I, I don't know how many of you have ever seen what mold does in the dark, right? It grows when anxiety and fear and, and depression are kept in the dark, they grow, But when we bring it out to the light, that's when healing happens. 
right? That's when uh, the mold doesn't grow. In fact, it shrinks back. One year on our barn, we, we had a ventilation problem. And this white mold grew on our, our roof. When we took off the roof and exposed that to the light, that mold disappeared. Now, very much so. I'm not saying that anxiety and depression just disappears. But what I am saying is let's bring it out, shed some light on it, team up with somebody. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's the crisis line that you need to call to just say, you know what? I'm just feeling some really big feelings of being overwhelmed. I'm worried I'm making the wrong decisions. Simply by saying that and acknowledging that, it actually decreases that cortisol that your brain's producing. Remember when we talked about that impact of chronic stress? There's this thing in the brain called the amygdala. It's our fight or flight. And, and that's when we bring it out into the light that settles your brain down. You go, oh, okay, I got this. I've been through hard times before. I can do it again. What's your thoughts on the role that social media plays from the standpoint, you know, obviously you can connect with other people that are going through the same thing as you, mm-hmm. but, there, but there also is this sort of, comparison factor that I think weighs on a lot of people. People don't show warts. They tend to show the best. Um, Where does social media fit into this? Social media is one of these great big things that it's hard for me to really weigh in too closely to, to be honest, it can serve a positive purpose. Like for instance, um, some of the do more ag presentations that we use social media to reach out to farmers when they're struggling, right? So, so there can be a really positive impact through social media. But on the flip side of it, um, you know, I was talking to my client a couple of weeks ago, one of my clients, and he was just saying, oh, we've got a neighborhood group uh, on Facebook. And he said, every time I go on that group, I can just feel that anxiety rising up in me because he's faced with so-and-so is already working on combining their wheat and I, I just can't get back in the tractor right now. You know, I'm having to ask people, hire people to combine my wheat because I'm, it just causes too much of an anxious response. And so, um, so, so there's a balance to that. There isn't a, a right or wrong to that. There, there does need to be some limitations and some management. Certainly if, if you're somebody who's like, okay, social media is really sending me over the edge because I'm not as, you know, my farming's not up to the snuff of Joe Blow down the road. Well, then that's, that's the indication to you that we need to cut that off and we need to spend some time just focusing on what am I doing well? What are the things that I can hang my hat on today? No, I'm not perfect. Good news. I'm not the only one. I don't know anybody else who's perfect in this world. Woo-hoo. It's good <laughs> news, right? Um, so we have, to, we have to be willing to step away from it and say, what am I bringing to the table today? And what can I cherish? What, can I, what makes me unique? What makes me have value? Because every person has value. There isn't one person in the farming community who doesn't add something to that farming community. And we say social media, but honestly, you could say the coffee shop as well can provide some of those same sort of dynamics. Uh, Absolutely. Let's finish up with solutions. Um, Now, I I sometimes refer to it as coping mechanisms or, you know, dealing with the stress. What are some of those things that can have, you know, there's lots of ways to cope. There's bad ways there mm-hmm. is probably neutral ways, and then there's really constructive ways that set you on a good path. Obviously, for sure. Yeah. For so, sure. what are some of those things that we really should be thinking about to deal with the stress load that we're experiencing at a given time? Okay. So, great question. Um, well, this is actually something that I teach often. We do these four-hour presentations, and so we teach it. So, I'll try and get a couple of kind of golden nuggets, so to speak, in here. Uh, but you're right. There's healthy coping strategies. There's unhealthy coping strategies. 
One of the unhealthy coping mechanisms is actually drinking alcohol. It's something that's pretty socially acceptable within our agriculture community. But since COVID has begun, 56% uh, of people, this is back like a, almost a year ago, were reporting an increase, substantial increased use of alcohol. And it actually can continue to lead down a path where we're not making the best decisions. So be aware of that. I'm not saying it's time to cut it all out. I'm saying, let's be aware of it. Let's not be afraid to say, to analyze that and say, is this really helpful? Okay, so number one. Number two, when we think about a coping mechanism, one of the easiest ways is to actually practice gratitude. Um, too often we, uh, are, we fill ourselves with self-criticism or general criticism. I sometimes, it's easier for me to criticize another social worker or another therapist or another farmer, right? Rather than kind of saying, well, what are they doing well? Let me celebrate what they're doing well. And so when we spend some time, I usually recommend early in the morning because if we, early in the morning, if you list five things you're thankful for, now, those five things have to be actual things, not like, oh, I'm thankful for my family. No, no, no. Like yesterday, I went for a walk and I had a really good chat with a neighbor, right? That's something I'm very, it's very specific. It's almost time oriented. It happened yesterday. When you do that, there's a release of dopamine, which is a caudal hormone. It's a happy hormone. So you want to practice thankfulness or gratitude. Another thing, as I mentioned earlier, focus on what you can control, not on what you can't control. If you find yourself, when you wake up in the morning, go through this process called sort and store, meaning, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're kind of like, oh, this feels good. And then, oh, this thing, right? This, I've got this big project to do. I've got, you know, okay, well, let's take some time. Do I actually have to spend some time focusing on that right now? Or can that kind of go on a shelf? What, where does my attention, where does my energy need to go? We tend to think we've got all this energy. We don't, we all only have so much energy. So we want to spend it wisely. The last thing is to practice deep breathing. It kind of goes without saying. And I think most people at that comment probably roll their eyes, but no, no, there's actually function to it. It actually slows us down. It's also got a contagion effect. So Sean, if I was here and I was starting to take deep breaths and you were watching me, you would actually start taking some deep breaths as well. It's this thing that our brain goes click. That feels good. We've got to do it. So practice deep breathing. There's different ways of doing it. I teach the box breathing. If you want to Google it, you inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. Uh, sniper breathing, it's also called. So those are just a couple of little tidbits. But if anybody's really curious, take some, some time to dig deeper. Uh, get some extra resources. I'm sure Real Agriculture has some resources or links um, you know, certainly the Grain Farmers of Ontario, Do More Ag Foundation has some really great links on it. And uh, you can learn some of those strategies um, through some of those courses that are offered. Lauren, I, I so appreciate you joining us here and providing a, a really good description of some of the things that farmers are experiencing right now, as well as some practical things that they can implement right mm -hmm. away. So thank you so much for joining us here today on the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. And if anyone needs to reach out to me, you can find me at uh, wellspring or wscounseling.com. Uh, and uh, you, if you Google, you can also find me through Do More Ag. Uh, I'm happy to chat with people. I'm happy to uh, talk with people and ensure that farmers are getting what they need to thrive. Although we cannot erase stress, we can focus on the controllable factors. I know it's easier said than done. As Lauren says, 
The impact of chronic stress is a challenge if we are not advocates for our own well-being. The wear and tear of chronic stress is detrimental to our ability to reach our full potential. Building resiliency to deal with these issues can be done through structural change in how you view these impacts and what you do about it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, we'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, shaney at realagriculture.com or call the Real Ag Listener line at 855-776-6147. You can find more episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Thanks to RBC Royal Bank. And until next time, keep on minding your farm business.